Picks Podcast. I am Donovan, and we've got Josh Bayless. Uh, yes, you can sir. Find him at Josh underscore Bayless on Instagram. I am at D Tompkins Media on Instagram. So if you want to kind of see what we're up to, he does fitness and car stuff. I do mainly car stuff, but photography and videos with them. Yeah, and I need to definitely start posting again proper. Yeah, you should. <laughs> it's you been should. a minute. Even if it's fitness stuff, man. Even yeah. if it's fitness stuff. Even fitness stuff. Yeah, but you've been busy. Yeah, it's it's whatever. Um, anyways, this this week we've got a lot whole of, bunch of articles. A whole bunch of articles. Yeah. Some of it was disappointing. Oh. You have you have stuff you're gonna talk You know about? what I'm talking about. We talked about it earlier. Oh, the, the You know what I'm talking the, about. The Japanese boy. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, so we've got we got stuff from all over the world. We're talking about American cars, German cars, Japanese cars, whole bunch of articles. Yeah. Was there anything uh, in particular you want to start off with? No, I guess we could start off with that one that we're talking about, though. All right. May as well. So it's kind of funny because before this came out, um, Nissan put out like a video or something saying new GTR revealed in two days and. I saw some people on their stores like getting hype and stuff, and it's like, yeah, we we knew this was no. <laughs> I think they would have been paying attention, like knew this wasn't a new GTR. Yeah, if 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 it was a properly new GTR, they would have similarly to the Nissan Z would have hyped it up for weeks. They would have probably come out with a concept car of uh, like six Possibly. months earlier yeah. to show off and get people hyped for it because it's it's. A, big car right um so i mean yeah and even even if let's say let's say it was like the r36 like maybe it was maybe they were going to reveal r36 concept i would highly doubt it because we haven't heard a single rumor not seen a single test car like that would have been the most like (laughs) underkept thing ever so yeah pretty much we pretty much all knew that it wasn't going to be an r36 gtr or anything yeah no and and whenever i like (laughs) it was funny whenever i i I found out about the new reveal quote unquote Mm -hmm. just scrolling through youtube and i saw it was live already and i was like oh cool new gtr (laughs) (laughs) and i was like there's no way it's an r36 it's just going to be a special edition and i was correct yep um and they were kind of disappointing special editions too like don't get me wrong i like the paint schemes right. they're very cool retro but it's almost like well why couldn't have those already existed in the first place yeah that's true especially the um what is it jade silver yeah millennial jade yeah um sorry i forgot the name of it at first You're fine. yeah especially that color like that color could have already been out the midnight purple the midnight purple the midnight purple is very nice yeah so by the way just to just to let the audience know that that basically there's a T spec edition, yeah, and basically it has the old R34 colors that everybody loves, and basically it just has that. It has some new wheels. Other than that, it's pretty much it's the same. The same car, same thing. Um, I had mentioned to you earlier, it would have been cool. This would have been cool, and I think it's doable if they gave it the Nismo underpinnings. Which they should have that done. That would have been really cool, and I think that would have been a really nice way to end it. It wouldn't have had the arrow of the Nismo to like Which make is it look fine. track version, but if it had yeah. the brakes and the suspension and the extra horsepower, 600 horsepower, yep. that would have been really cool um, and a nice way to end it off with the uh, R34 colors, yeah. Midnight Purple and the Jade. Yeah. I, I I don't know, man. I I'm getting sick and tired of these like I Japanese manufacturers. <laughs> like these these Japanese manufacturers 
either slightly improving current cars or yeah. just like just taking this one particular model and then just wringing its neck for all money possible. It's yeah. like how many more GTRs are you actually going to sell at this point? I know. I hope I hope this is where it ends. <laughs> this has to be where I it hope ends. So. I don't, you know I don't what this know feels what like? What other ideas do you have? <laughs> you know what you know what this feels like? Hmm. This feels like uh Pagani milking the Zonda. Mm, yeah. After it had already released the Zonda's replacement. Right. Like, <laughs> that's what this kind of feels like. It's just like taking this this one model yeah. and then just wringing its neck for every little ounce that it's got because they don't know what yeah. to do next. Yeah. Or I maybe they don't be- have the money. Yeah. I still believe the R35 is still a really decent car. Although, ah, it's... But at the same time, this happens with every car that is like this where... Yes, it's still it may still be a decent car, but like it's also been on sale for twelve years. Yes, which means there's also plenty on the used market. Yes, <laughs> so so why would I? And just, it's mechanically almost the same as it was just, twelve years ago. Yeah, especially so, this version is pretty much the same for the past four or five years. And then yeah. even if you bought one that's before that, I mean, you can yeah. just swap parts. And all you literally all you have to do, market. literally all that you have to do, just go get an 08, 09 gtr right. and swap in a new head unit and you're good <laughs> yeah pretty much you're good yeah exactly <laughs> if you want a gtr that bad yeah just go get an 0809 swap in a new head unit yeah and they're expensive too just for this t-spec is almost one hundred forty thousand dollars. why would i spend that money when i can go spend like 60 grand yeah and get an 08 yeah and swap in a head unit yeah or almost for like at a grand. that point you can get a brand new gt500 which is almost as fast if not in some ways faster and sounds better in my opinion fair enough unless you like really and you have a dual clutch yes the nissan also has a dual clutch but yes, also but newer dual clutch in the gt yes it's a newer dual clutch it's a tremec yeah so yeah yeah I, I still love the r35 but yeah it's it's quite obvious sir it's just special edition after special let's just edition. let's just relegate it to classic territory now and move on please nissan please <laughs> like i'm sick of it i like it but i'm sick of it anyways what have we got next uh let's see here hmm. you want to go european american going to gm <laughs> yep american so are we roasting them again so yeah there's probably like 80 percent chance this is not good news <laughs> <laughs> Maybe even ninety at this point. <laughs> I think nine out of ten times we mentioned GM. It's, it's I was roast. not liking them. It's a roast sesh. And uh, at this point, it's also for this article. It's also that. I mean, although this is kind of predictable. Yeah. Um, the uh, seven hundred fifty-five horsepower supercharged V eight that was in the old generation ZR one ZR one is officially not being produced anymore. Not surprising. Or, or is confirmed to be dead and. They're not going to put anything. Of course not. And so. you know what they should have put it in? A sedan. And well, that the too. <laughs> that too. But I was more so thinking of the Silverado. <laughs> the Silverado? Yes. And a Tahoe. You know why? What's that? Because Ram's already gone and done it with a Hellcat. Mm-hmm. The TRX. Ford is putting a Predator engine in the Raptor. Yep. So why wouldn't GM go on ahead and throw one in a Silverado? And they recently came out with the ZR2. Right. So, and you know what it has in it? Just a NAV8. NAV8. Yeah, with like, like 420 yeah. or something like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, complete and utter disappointment. They, they could have. They easily could have competed with the TRX and this upcoming Raptor uh, R. Raptor, yeah. Ah, they just don't do it. Nope. Also would have loved a uh, Chevelle yep. with, a, uh, with that V8 and yep. compete with the Hellcat. And also Ford was also caught spying or caught with the uh, Hellcat or a Charger Hellcat yep. as well. So they might even have something coming as well. Which would be nice. And it's like Chevy's got, Chevy's got the equipment to do it. Yep. And they just decide not to. Yep. It's like, come on, man. Like, GM makes such bad decisions. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense how a car company could... Actually, I take that back. Look at Subaru with the new WRX. Ooh. <laughs> I've, yeah. I've, last week, I was talking about how I kind of liked it, but kind of didn't. And yeah, no, I've taken this whole week to reflect, and I really don't like it. Yeah. It's bad. Like, why would you make the enthusiast trim? Granted, there's still the STI to come, I know. Yeah. But, like, of the base model WRX, um, the enthusiast trim level, the GT, why would you put the CVT in it? A. B, how on earth do you only get three extra horsepower from 0.4 extra displacement? <laughs> Seriously. C, why are you still using a CVT and then doing everything yeah. in your power not to call it a CVT? I don't know. There's weird stuff in this car industry. Yeah, and where did the plastic cladding from come from? Like, I just want to know what who who passed from that. Cross track. Cross track. Yes, but I want to know who <laughs> passed that idea. Like, why did that make it past the drawing board? I don't know. Like, I just don't understand. Subaru is uh, at least they have the beersy. At least they didn't mess at up the beersy. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> at least Toyota, both Toyota and Subaru, at least both of them did mess that up. Yeah. Although something that is disappointing about Toyota is... Um, oh, gosh. What do we got? They filed this patent. Oh, gosh. To have basically a server full of bad drivers. Huh? So they they filed a patent to have these cameras on their cars. And basically it has software that um, if you drive badly or potentially like misbehave, it will record it and then put it to some server so so as of right now it's so as of right now it's it has a if there's a toyota behind you it can potentially record if you run a red light or something that's the main one but uh maybe this can even go further is if you cut one off or anything like that or driving too fast it'll automatically detect that and then record and have you in their database doing what you're doing so toyota is snitching on drivers basically they're trying to be a snitch okay i'm sorry how is that any of toyota's business i know right (laughs) why is why is toyota doing that that seems really weird and then who who knows if you know this potentially becomes like if the authorities have consent to uh, view this server yeah and then they can see you doing this yeah and even be accountable i am failing to see where the legality in this is right why is toyota interested in that yeah it should be just up to the consumer so like if i want to get a 360 camera for my car uh-huh. then i can get a 360 camera for my car in case somebody does something stupid in front of me right it should not be up to toyota to have all of this put into a database yeah, yeah, it seems really, seems kind of odd. Yeah. And it also seems very uh, anti-enthusiast, I'd say. Yeah, I would I say so too. Them, I can see them like doing it even if you're just speeding a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, it just doesn't... This guy's going two miles over the yeah. speed limit. Let's get him. I know. 
Like, why does none of Toyota's business? I mean, it's okay if. I mean, not that I'd want it, but I can see this technology being implemented into a cop car or something. Yeah, hundred percent. But why is Toyota doing that? Maybe they are going to do it in a cop car. Maybe, but I mean, I would be okay with that if they came out with like some weird high horsepower Camry and then <laughs> gave it to all of the police officers. They take the they take the uh, V6 Camrys, but put in Lotus's supercharged Camry engine. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of which, that's still something that I never made sense to me: is why on earth has Toyota spent so much time in NASCAR, where <laughs> where they use naturally aspirated V8 engines <laughs> right. with carburetors. In a Camry, when they don't even make anything related to that. It's all marketing. Yeah, I know. But it's also, it's like, I think most people know, like, yeah, you don't really make anything like that. Exactly. Ford does, Chevy does, Toyota. Also, I'm surprised that Dodge hasn't gotten back into NASCAR. That is true. You know? Mm. Like, they're the ones that would make the most sense in NASCAR. Yeah, seriously. Seriously. I don't know. Maybe maybe just don't see the need for it. Yeah, I guess they're already considered cool. Yeah, everybody knows the Hellcat. Yeah, everybody knows so, the Hellcat. I don't know. Even um, if you don't know cars, you know of the Hellcat. Yeah, seriously. Anyways, um, let's talk about maybe the one thing that Toyota does do that is not disappointing. Um, is that creating Camrys? That is disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> what about? No, the one Forerunners model. I mean, Forerunners are kind of cool, but it's nothing crazy. Okay, um, we're talking about the Yaris. Oh, the Yaris. Yes. Okay. Well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Okay. Let's not just straight up say that the Yaris isn't disappointing, because the GR Yaris is cool, but every other Yaris. Standard Yaris. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I would never want a standard Yaris. No. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Especially not a Yaris that's spying on other drivers. Yeah. Um. But what's cool here is now there's even a more hardcore version of the GRRs. Is there a big wing? Uh, bigger wing. Yes. Bigger wing with uh, vents on the uh, front fenders Ooh. and canards oh. on the front bumper as well. Oh. Yeah. And it's being spied at the Nurburgring right now. Oh, man. Yeah, and it looks, it looks like this is um, definitely like production ready you know what the worst part is what we're not gonna get it i know i know that's what sucks ah i I would totally buy one i want this car so bad i would totally buy one i would too i would absolutely (laughs) love this car i hate how it's not here that sucks yeah i want the it's got to be selling well they're coming out with an even more hardcore version of it yeah my gosh yeah it already has 260 horsepower speculation is maybe even up to 300 we need the and gr the corolla to come car. out now i want this car so bad. we need the gr to corolla to come out now i know i, I know just, unfortunately we haven't heard anything ever since we talked about it what yeah i know four months ago maybe even more i know it's ridiculous i know gosh that thing's gotta be so sick me personally i'd rather have this than the super here in the states uh, uh I would yeah personally. yeah I'd if like, if if Toyota had done the super correctly, then no. Then that's different. But they didn't do the super or at correctly, least have so the manual. Yeah. Then it may be different. Yeah. But um, at least have the super as is. I'd rather have this. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yes. Is, and honestly, on some roads, it might even take the super. Now that I think about it, if it's a compact road. Now that I'm thinking about it, 
with the Supra, going back to that topic for a second. Okay. Remember how Toyota had said that the car would be over $100,000 if they had developed it That's themselves? That's a lot. Well, and here's the thing, though, right? So is the R35 GTR now. Mm-hmm. What was the Supra's competitor back when it was a Mark IV? It's supposed to be the Supra. Huh? I mean, the GTR. Yeah. So why, why did not you do that? Yeah. <laughs> and also the concept car that the Supra is based off of looks like it kind of had the dimensions yeah. of a GTR competitor too. Yeah. And ah, I know. Yeah. I wish they did. And you know what other car is kind of in that realm that the both of them competed with a little bit back in the day? The NSX. Yeah. Yeah. So is Toyota just really, really bad at judging things? <laughs> like, yeah, I think that's such a lie that they say it would cost over a hundred grand if they developed their own. Probably stuff. would. Have, I mean, it probably could have been like around eighty. I think it would even be cheaper than that. Maybe. I think if they did it themselves, it would have first of all sold more. Oh, hundred percent, it would have sold. It more. would have sold more, especially if they had a manual. Yeah. And if you also find other projects to use that engine on with Lexus, potentially, yeah, just do it. You know, do something with Lexus. The Supra, as well. the Supra, and the LC five hundred could have essentially been like the same car. Potentially, you know they what I mean. Based off of the LC five hundred chassis. Yeah, exactly. And they're just throwing a different engine in it. Yeah, would have worked fine. Possibly. So yeah, th- they definitely could have. Yeah. Um. Toyota. To- Toyota. Are you listening? Yeah. And also, Toyota, listen to this. The uh, 2022 Acura NSX Type S sold out within hours. Really? Now, granted, it's only 300. It's only oh, 300 well, units. They, they, yeah. Or 350, sorry. Still. But it did sell, sell out within hours. Um, and that's for a car that already exists, you know, the standard NSX. Which nobody really likes that much. Right. And like, I it's kind it of a boring car. So, I guess the Type S, like, they did enough. Yeah, apparently. And I think it's a send-off for the NSX again, at least this generation, uh, if they, they decide have, to come out with another. I don't think they another. confirmed it. It would be nice if they did a Type R, but maybe this will. Maybe they'll consider a Type R now. Maybe. Or consider making a cooler NSX. That too. <laughs> with a better interior. Honestly, the main thing I have against it is the interior. Now, that, like, the more I look at it, so the interior is not special. The interior is not special, no. But and then also a better exhaust. That's my biggest thing. Yeah. If they it had, had a, a nice exhaust, yeah, it would have gave that car a lot more character. A hundred percent. Also, and if, and if they also made the uh, all-wheel drive system more aggressive, maybe. Yep. Slightly more aggressive all-wheel drive. Slightly more biased to the rear. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Most definitely. This is the problem with Acura's like all-wheel drive systems in general. That SH all-wheel drive system. It's a Haldex, and it's to the front. Yeah. It's Although not the NSX, I believe, is different. I mean, the NSX one is, yes, but the the other ones, are it's a, they're all Haldexes, yeah. and they bias to the front, so they're not fun. Yep. And they're safe. But anyways, if uh, Acura was able to get decent sales out of the hybrid yep. that didn't have a whole lot of character, yep. I think Toyota, I mean, just look at the Yaris. It has so much character. Yep. They can... They could have done something. They 100% could have. They could have. And I'm willing to bet that the next GTR is going to be hybrid too. Yeah. Especially probably. after that Acura, and that Acura sold out. I think it most definitely will. Um, and honestly, that's not too disappointing because something to keep in mind is that the GTR 
the GT, if you look back at GTR's history, the GTR has always been the car um, that introduced new technology. Mm-hmm. It's been that type of car. It didn't mm-hmm. necessarily care about character that much. It yeah. was about being the fastest and also at a decent price. Yeah. Um, and also multiple of generations of GTR introduced like new things yeah. that a lot of the car market never saw before. Yeah. So, yeah, I could definitely see the next GTR being some crazy sophisticated hybrid system. Yeah. Or even all electric, if I'm honest. Maybe. I could totally see that happening. Not that I would want it to be all electric, but I could totally yeah. see that happening. Yeah. And to be honest, wouldn't be that mad at it just because of the history of the GTR. Like yeah. it's, it's supposed to be That's pushing what the GTR boundaries has of tech. Been. Even exactly. though we kind of look at the maybe R32 through R34 as being like really characterful, that's not actually what Nissan is necessarily going for. They're yeah. going for fast per dollar. Yeah. And they're going for that. that and exactly. They're going for that technological advancement. Yeah. And it's not, it's not like, you know, most American muscle cars or Porsches or yeah. anything like that, where they're going for like fuel or raw power or mm-hmm. they're trying to push the boundaries of tech. Yeah, so that'll probably definitely happen, although who knows when. I still think it's probably two, three years out. I think we're looking at least 2025. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. All right, let's see here. Although we might get a concept car in 23. Maybe. That'd be my guess. Maybe. Especially if the Z does well. Bless you. I think it will. Yeah, thank you for saying bless you for burp. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. By the way, in case you are watching on YouTube, yes, we are at a different location than normal. Oh, yes. We're at Mikasa. Yeah, it's very lovely. Candles and nice wood table. Yep. Best part, right? (laughs) And you got to eat beforehand, so there's that. Yeah, I appreciate it. Of course, bro. I got you. I really appreciate it. Of course, man. All right, what do we got next? Um. Well, let's talk about the hope of potentially not seeing all electric cars in the future. You probably already know what I'm talking about. What are we talking about? Um, and that yeah. is, we officially know that Porsche is uh, closer to the synthetic fuel future. So they kind of laid out more of a specific plan. Um, this makes me happy. I know. It makes me very happy, too. Uh, so... Production of the synthetic fuels will start uh, next year. And they laid out a specific plan of how much. So next year, not too impressive, but it's also probably just being used for the racing stuff that we've been talking about. Yep. And it's going to produce 34,000 gallons in 2022. Mm -hmm. Nothing crazy. But then they plan in just within two years to set that up to 14.5 million gallons by 2024. And then by 2026, another two two years later, 145 million gallons. I wonder if we'll be able to just like go up to a gas station, a Porsche gas station. That's the hope. Actually, wait, aren't they doing it in partnership with Shell? Uh, Or Esso? Esso? No, it's a a different company. Here, I can figure that out. Because my guess would be like it would be with whoever like so it's um, Simon's Energy. Simon's is Energy. who they're is like who they're in part. Siemens maybe. Siemens S I E. Yes. Yeah, Siemens. Okay. Um, 
Exodus uh, help who's, making the uh, synthetic fuels. I don't remember who Siemens owns. Like what? I don't know. Let's let's look it up. Fuel I look this brands. Up. Siemens Energy. They don't. No, they don't own Esso. Esso owns Exxon. Um. No, not BP because that's bit. It's British. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything immediately. Who owns them? Siemens. Okay, that doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> Who does Siemens sure. own? That's what I want I'm not know. sure, but the biggest question is who's going to help distribute this? Yeah. Or but is it just going to be a random Porsche I don't think so. I think gas the, station? I think they'll find someone to do this. I mean, they already. the good news is, is that it's synthetic fuels, so it should just work in your no- normal gas stations. Yeah. You know, it's not like electric cars where you have to do this whole different thing. Yeah, it's still just that's a not, fuel. That's not already, you know, built. Yeah. Gas station's already built. Yeah. You just got to make it work. You just throw <laughs> it into the tank. Right. Just like and everything if, if we, else. And if we have stations for E85 yeah. and 100 octane, yeah. I think they can make this work. 100%. Yeah. And I would 100%. also think that the gas gas companies will want to make this work because this they is their line of work. Yeah. And if this means keeping gas around longer, why wouldn't they make this work? Yeah, exactly. So, now, the real question, though, is will governments lay off of gas-powered cars? That's definitely a big question, and I think it all comes down to timing. Yeah. I think it all comes down to the sooner that they can make this more mainstream. I mean, yeah, the, the proof is already there. I mean, if this... Because we, we already... Yes, when you own an electric vehicle, it does no emissions, but we also know that the building of an electric vehicle is awful. It's really bad. It you have to it's drive not good. you have to drive one for like six years before you offset. I think that. it's even seven. I think Jeez. it's like seven years. You have to actually own the electric vehicle for about seven years to actually make it just as economically friendly, you know, as, friendly as a gas powered vehicle. Yeah. Because it takes way more to produce them. Yeah. And I would definitely bet that most electric car buyers are not keeping them for seven years right now. No, no, definitely not. A lot it. of them are like early. They're still kind of early adopters. Yeah, they're making it a little more mainstream. Most of them are leasing it for like two years and two, then dumping years, it, and then dumping it. Yeah. So and then either getting another one or going and buying something else. Exactly. So now, if we can do, if we can still just produce these the combustion engines, but then also make it so that when people are owning the combustion engine. It does no no harm or little to no harm. That, I'm all for if, that. If governments are following science, then which they aren't, but that's besides the point. <laughs> <laughs> but um, if they were, then this technically would make sense, and they this would be in their best interest. And also the fact that they're planning to do 145 million gallons. That is not just doing racing teams. No, that's not. <laughs> that is making it mainstream. Yes, that is so 100% making it mainstream. Exactly. And what year was that by again? So by 2026. Whoo. We're five years out. I know. I love you, Portia. I know. And I, I have confidence that they can, that this, this can work. Easily. 100% yes. 
Yeah. Especially, especially if they end up joining Formula One, because that's just even more data for them to use. Because, for like sure. I said, F1 is switching over to synthetic fuels mm-hmm. um, in 2025. So that's just more data. Of course. Which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and I'm willing to bet that they're going to be using that fuel starting next year in the WEC program. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess in 23, because that's when they're joining. Um, okay. So we'll be able to see it in action. Yeah. Soon. I do have slight bad news. Oh, no. I personally don't care i think it's worth it still um they do estimate that this fuel will cost more yeah i assumed at uh 7.6 a gallon i mean well so it is expensive 7.6 dollars a gallon before tax aka if you live in california you're probably screwed (laughs) very true but here in florida i don't really care that much yeah I think it'd still be worth it. And once the, well, and especially because like once the, once the tech is fully there, Mm -hmm. fully fleshed out, like eventually it'll start getting cheaper and there will be competition. That's true. You know what I mean? Once competition arrives, competition is good for everyone. Exactly. Especially the consumer. Yes. So, but yeah, that's, that's the plan for right now. And again, 145 million gallons. That is not just for racing. Yeah. That is, planning to make this mainstream mainstream 100% mainstream which is huge that's very exciting because Porsche wants to keep making their flat sixes because everybody because they they know that everybody likes their flat sixes absolutely I love them I love them too um the only other thing that could maybe be um a difficult situation I I predict is convincing people that it is worth keeping gas um just because on because pa- a lot of people look at cars on paper mm-hmm. and on paper electric is better uh mainly in terms of like performance but this gives you stuff. but this gives you choice oh absolutely you know what i mean so if yeah. they're if if they're going to keep gas around i mean this would mostly be for people like us who right like combustion engines and, and that's that's kind of what i predict the marketing is going to be yeah is and i think the it's gas engine is still here yeah and you can still have the noise you can still have the fun so yeah. i think in the next few years you'll see you'll see our supercars and sports cars change their marketing from this is a really fast car because to, now it really won't be with all these crazy electric vehicles that are coming yeah. out yeah but this, this is a is fun, fun car this is, fun. This is exactly and ooh, ooh, that that was close. I think that's what Porsche's already been doing a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it will absolutely work for Porsche, like, especially GT3s exactly. and stuff. Like for example, with their their Taycan, even right, mm-hmm. the electric Taycan. What was their slogan for it? Soul electrified. Yeah, you know what I mean. They yeah. know that Porsche is a fun brand. People like Porsche for a yeah. certain reason. It has it gives them a certain emotion when they're driving absolutely. a Porsche. And so they were like, you know what? It's same emotions, just it's all electric. Yeah. Also, I just I we haven't even mentioned this, um, but this goes perfectly in line with what we're talking about, and that is Italy may possibly make an exemption for Ferrari and Lamborghini. I did to hear keep about that. Their naturally aspirated V12s, they will be exempt from emissions testing, or you know, roughly European and, Union yeah. emissions testing. Yeah. So that they can, they'll make an exemption so that they can keep making the v12 i did hear about that i did Italy, hear about thank that thank you yes <laughs> it's not confirmed but it's in the t- in the works yep and um i think it's also somewhat reasonable that they might do it because yeah. it's so um 
it's such a it's such the heart of Ferrari and Lamborghini. Yeah. And I mean, not having those V12s would definitely, uh, you know, bring their business down. Oh, 100%. And their brand image and all that. So, because those that that's what those companies were built off of, essentially, was those yeah. engines. Like, they, they weren't built off of, you know, luxury or anything like that. They were built off of performance. Yeah. And, or at least perceived performance, because for a while, like, some of their cars weren't maybe not that good, <laughs> <Yeah>. but <laughs> but they were always built off of a certain image, right? Absolutely. And image is almost everything. If you get brands. rid of that, if you get rid of that V twelve, if you get rid of those V twelves, yeah. like that takes your image and just boom. Yeah. Even if even if your performance is better than everybody else, right? Your image isn't isn't there anymore. Yeah. You lose like a, a defining factor of the car. Mm-hmm. And then also, if the Americans also can keep these uh, V8s mm-hmm. as well. I'll be happy because that's my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, man. Bless you again. Oh, thank you. Yes. So anyway, really excited for that. Yeah, me too. It's going to be exciting to see. Yeah. It's going to be exciting to see. And again, technically, this would be better for the environment. Yeah. Well, not technically. It would be better it, for the environment. Mm-hmm. And we would also have music in our ears every single time Mm -hmm. that we go for a drive. Yep. All right, let's see here. No just whirring noises. No Jetsons. (laughs) My speakers make really nice noise. I know, right? All right, what do you got? Uh, Let's go to something that also has really high emotion. Ooh. And uh, modified. Ooh. But I'm hoping this becomes a trend. And I've always wondered this is kind of a big drawback of having a modified older car. You can have all the horsepower in the world, but one drawback with them is their transmission. Yeah. Sometimes it can be hard to have a good transmission in an older but modified car. Mm-hmm. Uh, but someone uh, put a dual clutch in a Mark IV Toyota Supra. Oh dang! Which is really cool. I just oh, thought dang. that was super cool. Do they pair it with a with a two J too? Yeah, so it's two J Z with fifteen hundred horsepower, and they stripped out the dual clutch out of the new Supra and made it to the two J Z. That is freaking awesome. That is so cool, and I mean, with the dual clutch, I'm sure that thing flies. It has to. It has to. That is so. so now cool. imagine. With that, with the short wheelbase on the new Supra, with the oh, 2JZ GTE swapped into that, yeah, with the dual clutch. Oh, yeah. Imagine with how that sick that too, would be. Oh. That would be very, very, very fast. That'd be mental. Yes, that would. Which some people have done that, um, but I don't know if they did it with the dual clutch. I believe this is like the first... One of the first ones we've seen with a dual clutch. That's freaking sick. And I think they're even, uh, it's by a company, uh, HK Performance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're going to try and make this like, you know, they you can just bring your Supra there and they'll they'll do it. They'll make <laughs> make it have a dual clutch, which is really, really cool. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Oh, man. Now I want to do that. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I was wrong. They oh. did not take the dual clutch out of the new Supra. Oh. Uh, for some reason, I got that mixed up. I was wrong on that. They took the dual clutch out of a BMW E90 M3, which is interesting. The E90? 
Yeah. The V8 one? Yes. Huh. So they took the dual clutch out of that. Sorry, I was wrong on that. You're fine. So yeah, the dual clutch is out of that M3, which is interesting. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah. But hey, if it works. If it works, it works. And mm-hmm. I'm sure it's stupid quick. Did it set any kind of records or anything? Um, or? I don't think it did. You said it's 1,500 horsepower? Yes. <laughs> or at least it's built to, yeah. Built to 1,500. Okay. Yeah. That's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah, which is funny. It actually shows that the... So the engine is made to do it, but the, I guess the owner, he only wanted 800. Yeah. <laughs> so it's only tuned for 800, but it can handle 15. <laughs> so, hey, if he wants to later on, he can make it do 15. That's hysterical. But at the same time, 800... You're not doing too bad. Still. No, <laughs> no, you're still I, you're still gonna beat ninety eight ninety nine percent of the cars you come across on the street. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if they actually say that the transmission can handle that much, but I guess they can build. They can kind of maybe swap parts out and make it make the dual clutch handle that much. Probably. I don't think it's probably gonna break any records because there's a lot of people with sequentials anyway. True. So it probably won't break any records, but. It'll be maybe a little more daleable. Yeah. And also really fast. Oh, it'll be stupid so. quick. Stupid so quick. Cool. And I and I hope more tuning companies do that because like I've thought like just saying like think about modifying my car. Yeah. I don't know if I want a sequential, but no. I also don't know if I want a manual because it's a four door luxury sedan. Yeah. So I'd a dual still clutch want, would be good. I'd still want an automatic. Yeah. Like if I was to daily it, yeah. but with just a little more power. Yeah. So I really like that. You know what I kind of wish though? More that that sequential gearboxes were actually like taken to production. <laughs> I know. <laughs> in some cars, obviously, yeah, wouldn't want it in, in like track a. Version. But like if I if it, it like if I was driving a, a like a hot hatch that was like Rally Heritage. Oh my god! How freaking cool would a sequential be in yeah. like a Focus RS? Oh yeah, Focus RS that'd be awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like well, that would be so sick. Yeah. And then you got a hydraulic handbrake too. Just yeah. Oh. Yep. That would just suit the character of the car so well. It would. All right. So I have a little bit of an off an off article, but I thought it was kind of interesting. Okay. I wasn't quite expecting this, but uh, Hyundai's new mini truck, the Santa the Cruz, Santa Fe, your Santa Cruz, Santa Cruz, is America's fastest selling car right now. Why? I was a little surprised. It is the fastest selling car right now. But it I haven't seen one on the road. Not yet. I think they're like just being delivered. Yeah, but if it's the fastest selling car, I would assume it. Yeah. I mean, I'm I think sure, they're, I'm sure I think they're kind of weird looking. I'd I, rather I have think a, they actually look kind of cool. I'd rather have the Maverick. I probably would too. Then again, that um, might be looks cool. that might mainly be because I'm just like American. So much more traditional and yeah, you like American, properly and, American. Yeah, and also to be fair, Ford's been making trucks for a long time. Yes, so that also makes sense. Well, and this isn't really a truck; it's a right. it's a crossover with a, a bed on yeah, it. Yeah, basically, it's a crossover without a trunk. And it's an American. It's a it's a Korean Ute. Yeah, <laughs> essentially, I think is it what this looks is. Cool though, I I can see why people were buying it. I just didn't expect it to be. You know what GM needs to do? What's that? Bring the Malu. The Malu. I haven't even heard of that. You don't know what the Malu is? I do not. The um the what, what was it? it? Uh, no, it's a um Holden. Oh well, that's probably. 
Oh, is it the U? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, the Holden Balloon. I forgot the name of it. Yeah. It's their Ute. They just need to bring that over here. That would be cool, but you know GM's not going to do that. And then call it the uh, the El Camino. Yes. Uh, yeah. See, we're doing all of GM's marketing they'll, they'll for them. They'll probably find some weird... They'll probably come out with a Santa Cruz competitor and then call it the El Camino. Yeah, and then and it'll be like a... name. Yep. <laughs> it'll, be, it, it'll be based off of the new Blazer. Oh, God. <laughs> that, that's more likely than them bringing an already built vehicle over. <laughs> yeah, honestly. And then what if they what if they did bring that Holden over and then put the uh, the LT fours in there, the seven hundred fifty five horsepower? That would have been sick. What if Man, they just there's so many even cool if they, stuff they can do even if they just put oh imagine the new Z06 engine in that thing. <laughs> The the flat <laughs> flat plane. Oh now GM, please. You have the tools. Please you have the tools. Bring the Maloo <laughs> with the new Z06 engine. To be fair, that probably wouldn't sell much. But it would I hurt. would buy it. <laughs> <laughs> if I would buy it, that means there's a market because <laughs> I would not be alone. Yeah. All right, let's see what else we got here. Hmm. Oh, and then Ford can bring back the uh, the uh, the Ranchero. I don't even know what that is either. You don't know the Ranchero? No. It was Ford's. It, it was Ford's competitor to the El Camino. Look it up. I'm just gonna look up Ford Ute. We'll just look up the Ranchero. I see it. It popped up. Yeah. So yes. Ford could bring back the Ranchero. Yeah. And do the exact same sort of thing. Like throw the throw the GG. Just a coyote. Yeah, just even throw cool. a coyote in coyote that thing. Coyote with a manual and a U. Yes. Cool. Oh well, just don't do the MT eighty two, please. <laughs> well, <laughs> I hate mine. <laughs> what if they put the uh, GT three fifty motor in that? Oh. That would be <laughs> that would be amazing. Oh. That'd be so cool. You just made me want one. Ford, please. Please bring bring some cool stuff to us, please. Honestly, now where's all the unique cars at? Yeah, bring us back the weird stuff. Yeah, the weird cool stuff. Please. The weird quirky stuff. The stuff that Subaru used to make. Yeah. Before they got, basically became like a smaller Toyota. Made all the mainstream cars, and then even took their cool cars and made the mainstream. Right. WRX. <sighs> I'm so, um, so I'm still upset about that car. I am too, dude. Honestly, I just have a feeling that they're not going to sell. They're just going to going sit. They're just going to sit on showroom floors, even in a market the way that it is right now, and just collect dust. There'll there'll definitely be some people that buy them, but yeah, I, I don't think it will sell as Mm-mm. much as their last gen. Mm-mm. I don't think it will. I'd rather have the last gen. I would too. Even today, I was talking. Today. I was talking to a buddy of mine ours actually melvin Mm -hmm. and he was like you know i honestly think that a previous gen sti right now might be a good investment maybe because it's the last ej Mm -hmm. they're not putting the as far as i'm aware anyways they're not putting the ej in the new car and oh really yeah oh yeah i think i did yeah i don't think they are yeah it's gonna be an fa so the last ej yeah and and if, also like normal Subaru design, yes, decent Subaru design, yes. And which, to be fair, 
on the new car. The actual body lines on the car, I don't mind. It's the freaking cladding that ruins everything mm-hmm. because there's so much of it. Yeah. And it's all unnecessary. Don't play to the off-road heritage of it. Just put paint on everything. Yeah. Nobody's going to take it off-road. No. Let's be real here. Yeah. Is it rallyable? Yes. Is anybody going to off-road it? No. Yeah, it's and really it's rallyable if you modify it. Yes. It's too low as it is. Yes. But like Go ahead. the 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 pre- oh and the previous gen STI was supposed is probably going to end up being the last one with unequal length headers, which would mean the last one with a Subi rumble. Yeah, you can't lose that. You can't lose that. If they do that, the STI loses all of its personality. I exactly. Like. Exactly. That would not be good. Mm-mm. And <laughs> if they if the new one ends up with like another three horsepower bump. Oh yeah, yeah. Then it's like, what's the point of getting the new one? Just go get the old one. Yeah, I'd rather have the old one. Yeah. So it might be a good investment, honestly. Maybe. Especially because Subarus just don't really tend to lose their value. That is true. Yeah, and if you have like some kind of special, maybe a slightly special edition one. Yeah. Oh, 100% if you have like an S209 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, That could. That thing's worth cash. I still haven't even even seen one. I've never seen one. I've seen a Type RA and that's it. Mm, I've never seen an S209. Oh, they were still weirdly overpriced, though. Yeah, they are. It's like seventy grand for an STI. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. A new and I bet, STI. I bet this new one they won't do it. Huh? They won't do anything like that with this new one. Not if it doesn't sell. Yeah, exactly. I don't think they will do it. No. Watch them come out with a wilderness version instead, <sighs> which could be cool. No, it but, would not be cool because it would not play to the No. No. If anything they need to, oh, if anything they need to come out with a, a a new like rally specific version, not a wilderness because the wilderness okay. is meant to be like a like a trails, rugged trails slight rocks. Even though it really can't handle any of it. Um the 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 Subaru like the STI it, it should be like an STI like I don't know Baja. Mm, yeah. True. Like that would be kind of cool. That would be cool. Call it like a Baja or call it like the um the STI Rally edition or Yeah. I'd be totally Something okay like with that. that. That'd be cool. No no That'd wilderness. No wilderness. That would just drive me up a wall. Make it worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man. And they would probably stick a CVT in it too. I hope not. Yeah. Give us a give us a proper automatic, please. Yeah. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna stick the do, do a Hyundai and do like a slightly civilized dual clutch. I would be that okay with that. Awesome. That, that would have been, been perfect. That would have been great. If you don't if you don't want a manual, although we'd probably recommend the manual. Yep. But if you didn't, uh, a nice a dual clutch because there's a few companies now that are it's slightly more civilized dual clutch, but yeah. it's still a dual clutch. Yeah. It could shift really quickly. And they've, they've figured it out, figured it out to make it do smoothly as well. Yep. So it is time that they ditch awesome. the CVT. It is time that they ditch the CVT. Like yeah. Honda too. Honda, Nissan. They need to just Nissan, ditch. Th- Nissan has. Oh, they have already. Yeah. Okay, I thought they yeah, were still yeah. putting it in stuff. Yeah. If you if you look like all all of their new refresh models, they've dished them all. The truck, the Frontier, the uh, the Armada, I think the. Um, Pretty much all of them. Are, Maybe are it'll make the Maxima actually fun again. 
Potentially. Oh, you know the uh, they had an Ultima R or like an Ultima CER. That'd, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. SER. Yeah, if they did it right. Yeah. I wonder if they bring that back. Or like the old Sentra SER. Yeah, my dad had one of those. Really? He had a 2002 SER Spec V. That's kind of dope. Yeah, he loved that thing. It was fun. If if Nissan brings out like specifically an Ultima, because the Ultima, whenever it first came out, was supposed to be like a sports sedan, and it was a sports sedan, right? Yeah. Whenever it came out. Yeah. If they bring back out the Maxima with a proper automatic or a um, dual clutch in it mm-hmm. and a decent sized, like like a turbo six would be perfect in that car. Yeah, which they already have. And then make an all-wheel drive variant of it. I don't care if it's Haldex because it's a Nissan. It's not a, it's not a Infiniti. Yeah. I don't care if it's a Haldex system. That could be a properly good car. Yeah, it could. And it... Could maybe compete with like the Acura Type S and stuff. Yeah, That'd it wouldn't cool. compete with like a three thirty M three thirty. No, or anything like that. But Not quite. But it would still be like. I'd like to see that. Yeah, it would be a lot better than the Toyota Camry TRD Pro, yeah. which yeah, still definitely. doesn't make any sense to me. No. Or the Avalon TRD. Definitely not. I hate how big of a grill that Avalon is. <laughs> it just doesn't look right. I mean, it, it just, only looks right if you have it in black. Because then it just blends in. Yeah. <laughs> but why is that grill so big? I don't <laughs> it know. It doesn't need to be. No, it really does not need yeah. to be. That no. that that engine does not need that kind of cooling. No. No, half of it's blocked off anyway. Yeah, exactly. Just get rid of that portion of it, the exterior portions, and then just have the thing go inwards and you're set. Yeah. You don't need all of this extra. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. <sighs> Some of these Japanese companies then again there's gm <laughs> yeah yeah gm just, just all you have to say anytime you get mad at one of these other japanese companies gm just think gm and then you're just like okay well i can i can deal with those guys yeah because gm just makes so many bad decisions <laughs> all right, is there a company that makes better decisions left on here <laughs> in our um, stuff well, we could talk about this one that we don't think makes good decisions. <laughs> oh, GM? No, Mercedes-Benz. Oh. Kind of disappointed in Mercedes-Benz. But uh, I'm actually kind of liking this. So they're bringing back the, uh, bringing back the SL. Really? Oh, yeah, I did hear about this. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so yes. We, we've been seeing this for a little bit now. And uh, I just wanted to mention it real quick because I actually like the design. So there's there's a production or sorry not production. oh did they already announce the full version no oh okay it's uh this is the development version okay. I meant to say um but this one looks just about production it does still have camo on the rear and front um but the design actually looks really cool I like the vents that are on the front bumper and the uh, although the, I like the headlights but the headlights are pretty much straight out of the uh, CLE no CLS um, they look, they're literally exactly the same. So, you know, Mercedes has too many models when you can't think I, of the name. Seriously. I mean, <laughs> I'm a car guy. I pay attention to the car news. I watch car reviews all the time and I could not tell you every Mercedes model and like, and I would totally get them all mixed up. You know, I didn't realize that Mercedes had a GLB until about two weeks ago when I saw one on the road. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Are you just now finding out about the GLB? I did know about that one. Okay. 
But I most definitely get a lot of their other models mixed. Yes. <laughs> most definitely. Um, but this CL looks pretty cool. Um, that's pretty much it. <laughs> it just looks kind of <laughs> cool. The rear, the rear end, if you look at the taillights, have these really slim taillights, which actually look kind of cool. So I'm wondering then, because they originally got rid of the SL. They've done it like three times now, I think. Yeah. They, they got rid of the SL in favor of the GT. Because they realized that the GT was undercutting their SL sales, and so they just cut the SL. Right. But even though Mercedes, the SL, even though the SL is like a classic and a staple yeah, in their it is. in their car. It is. So I'm curious. Then is and, and and the GT is an AMG product. The SL is a Mercedes Benz product. Correct. So I'm curious. Is does that mean that the GT is coming to the end of its life cycle and so they're going to replace it with the SL and then they're going to have the GT be a higher echelon car? Mm. Because you can't sell like two almost identical cars. I don't know. I mean, you can, but it, one's going to cannibalize the other. Right, but also Mercedes already does this with like all of their other... Their models. whole lineup. Yeah, Mercedes is on a mission to launch as many models as possible, <laughs> apparently. This is... Factual. They probably yeah. have like sixty models now. Probably. Like if you count every trim level, they probably have like sixty models. Probably. Maybe, Which is, I didn't even maybe even say more. It's possible because they have they have. Even if you're just considering models and not trim levels, there's probably twenty, almost twenty, and Good there's Lord. some some of them with two between two and like five trim levels because like the GT sedan I think has like four or five trim levels why and that just cannibalizes the cls amg right so it's like what's the point because they know. look almost identical i don't know i think i feel like they're just they're going for the short-term gains because if i had to guess there's probably a slight rush every time they come out with a new model yeah and then it captures some headlines and people i feel see like it i feel like mercedes like, oh, I want the newest thing it this is a brand new model I, I feel like mercedes and mclaren hit the same issue what's that they have too many quote-unquote special cars that do the same thing that do the same thing yeah this is an issue that bmw i think might start running into soon possibly Cadillac is doing a good job of avoiding because they don't do enough marketing. <laughs> Probably because GM doesn't give them the money to do it. This is accurate. <laughs> when they screw it up whenever they try. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So you gotta roast GM whenever you can, man. Yeah. Um but like it this is something that Audi hasn't run into yet. That's a good point. You know? And Audi has Audi has a very distinctive lineup. Yeah, they do. Each each model makes sense. I it would does. Say. It does. Like you have your Q and, and it didn't entirely make sense until they came out with the Q eight. Hmm. Whenever the Q eight came out, then they had a proper competitor to the X five, to the um the G L E and all that kind of stuff. Because before that it was like well, yeah, you, the get Q5, the Q, yeah. you get the Q five which competes with like the X three, or you can get the right. Q seven which competes with the um with the X seven and the which GLS. Even then, yeah, and then it's it's still not quite direct. Like I was still wouldn't say Q7 is direct with X7. No. The pricing is different, and the X7 is a bit bigger. Yeah. Boxier. And yeah, but the Q7 is more comparable to that than it is like yeah. an X5. Yeah. Um. So, like, Audi, but otherwise, Audi's lineup makes perfect sense yeah. with how it's laid out. That's a very good point. 
Whereas Mercedes. Mercedes just new model, new model, yep. new model, new model, and remakes of the same yep. model that already exists. Yep. I want to. I want to. I want to. I want a full size. AMG car. I can choose between the E class, the CLS, or the AMG GT. Which one do I want? Right. Why does this make? How and now you have the electric versions that are also coming out that are separate models. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Why? Like, why is Mercedes spending so much money on developing so many different versions of the same class of car? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's very confusing. SL GT. Well, and then why are they also having stupid naming schemes like GT or GT Fordor? I don't know. Like, if if I'm not a car person, I'm going to see AMG GT and I'm going to think of the two-door. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And then I'll see the four-door and I'll be like, wait, what? Huh? Yeah. And they're not even close to really related. They're completely mm-hmm. different chassis. Yeah. And, ah, yeah. It's It's so weird. Yeah. It's so weird. At least the SL is kind of its own thing. Yeah, it would, except for well, I guess the GT. But then, yeah, exactly, because you have it, they're two door convertibles, right? Right, and I think the size difference won't be. It would make sense if it would make more sense if the AMG GT was a little shrunken down, a little mm-hmm. smaller, mm-hmm. and more of a really dedicated sports car. And then this is your dedicated convertible Luxury. GT, yeah, like a Lexus LC five hundred competitor. Yeah, um, but yeah, they are kind of similar sizes. Yeah. It's yeah. so the only thing that would make sense for me personally is if they were just to con- discontinue because the GT is getting a little old at this point. It's yeah, been it's around since like re- seventeen, I think. Yeah, I don't so, I think they're. I think they've now run into the end of performance <laughs> models yes. too. Because there's the GTR and then the GTR Pro and the Black Series, and then now the Black, Series. which is still the ugliest new car to come out in a like long time spoilers and weird it's, front bumper and and it's so weird too because the sls black series was such a good looking car <sighs> i still love that it was that and that came out at a time when mercedes knew what they were doing yeah <laughs> yep and now it's I just the sls they're all over the board i haven't i haven't liked mercedes in a minute because of this it's just they started just going in a weird direction. Yeah, right I don't around even like think 2018. You've seen the the front of this, but it has the same grill as many of the other Mercedes, and then also the headlights are literally taken straight out of like the CLS. And this is on the it's literally new SL. exactly the same. yeah on the new SL. Every car is the same, and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And BMW is going to run into the same issue because they have the M5, and then they have M5 Competition, and then they have the M5 CS, and then CSL. they've got the M, and then they've got the uh, oh yeah, the M5 CSL, yeah. and then they've got the M3, and then they've got the M3 Competition, and then they're going to have the There's M3 GTS, CSL, and a CS of the M4. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be so stupid. Yeah. Um, whereas again, Audi. Audi, yeah. You have the A6. I'll give them props there. You have the S6. The A, the S, and then the RS. RS. When it comes to performance. And then if you want the faster version of the RS, you get the RS performance. End of story. Right. Like, <laughs> there's nothing else. Yeah, it's, it's really simple. And all their models make sense. Yes. It fills a specific category, and that's end of story. Yep. All right, let's move Good on. Good on Audi. Let's move on to something else. Uh, I just wanted to mention this is, uh, a new electric car. Uh, they've been, well, it's kind of hard to say new cause they've been working on this car for years now, but it's finally like coming to production and stuff is the lucid air. 
Oh. And this thing looks like the real deal. We're not going to have a local motors sort of situation no. with this? Okay, good. No, it, they were running into some stuff a couple years ago, but it looks like they've really overturned it. And like this looks like the real deal. They have uh, Johnny Lieberman mm-hmm. tested this car. Mm-hmm. And it's going into production. This is that truck, right? No, no, no. No. That's Rivian. Oh, that's right. That's right. Probably Rivian you're thinking of. Uh, Lucid Air is a luxury sedan, mm-hmm. but like real luxury. Right. Like Mercedes S-Class okay. type quality uh, technology and stuff. So think Model S, but well built. Right. <laughs> With good materials. And no massive panel yeah. gaps. And also a real interior, not like. Cheap with nice leather right and also has like nice lines and all that sort of stuff not just a single screen right and calling it mi- minimalism minimalism yeah no this this looks good and the exterior also looks really clean um but why am i bringing this up well first of all it does have really good performance mm-hmm. um if you get like the top dog it can do zero to 60 in like i don't know like two and a half seconds or something okay has a thousand horsepower um but believe it or not it actually beat tesla in something Oh, and that is range by quite a bit. Really? What are they? Are they hitting like 600 rim? So they just got EPA confirmed. So this is that even tells you further that this is like real production. Like this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. EPA confirmed 520 miles of range, Ooh. which is really good. That's I'm, really good. That's really good. You know what? That's a lot better than what's that? My Mustang. yes that's also a lot better than the porsche tycon yes it is yeah which is still better than my mustang (laughs) that's kind of sad if that's true how many 250 miles uh, okay it's it's about comparable yeah i was gonna say it's comparable come on now i'm at 270 oh jesus christ um but by the way this lucid air um at least the top one could be like around 160,000. So this is expensive. Um something else that's very interesting. I one thing I hope they don't do with this. Go ahead. Make a performance car. That's as of right now that's not really their that's not really their brand. Good. <clears throat> their brand is to be they want to be the the epitome of the luxury EV. Good. And it's probably going to compete directly with the EQS. By the way, if you haven't seen the design of this, this looks way better than the EQS, I think. I think the EQS is horrible. It looks so bad. It's horrid. Um, I don't even like the regular new S-Class. Yeah, I don't either. Um, this looks more like a normal car, except it like a normal luxury car, just with a little bit of tech built in. But it has more traditional proportions and lines. It looks really good. Um and then, yeah, it's, it's really impressive that they have that much power. Um, also, I don't know if you've seen it, watching Johnny Lieberman's stories because he was like one of the first journalists to drive this thing. He also said it drives terrific. Good. Uh, air, it's very comfortable. He also said it handles really good. Good. Really, really good. Four-wheel steering? Yeah. Figured. Um, I don't know how much I take his word for it on this. Um, is that he also says it handles... And steers, which th- that specifically, he said it handles and steers better than the Taycan. And by the way, this is not being marketed as like a performance EV. Yeah. Which that I, I'm i a little skeptical of. I'm very skeptical of that. Especially steering, because Porsche's steering is one of the best in the game. Yeah. Um, 
So that I'm a little skeptical of. That makes me wonder if maybe they paid him. That's what I'm saying. Cause like he, he had this, he had this slew of stories that, and like every single story he was like really complimenting this car. Also just saying like the, the time he was, uh, he was, he also, he also said that the cladding on the WRX looked good. I know. There's a couple of things he says. I'm like, mm, what do you want about that? Mm, you sure? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Come on now. And he's he's usually not afraid to like be critical on cars. Yeah. But saying you like the cladding and on the WRX and also that this this luxury EV, not even a performance luxury, but just luxury EV steers better than a Taycan. I don't believe that. But anyways, we'll see. I I don't want to stir the pot. But uh oh by the way something else to know about Lucid is that this their technology battery technology is not third party. This is all in-house. Good. The battery and the motors is all in-house. That's huge. Yeah, it is. So Lucid could definitely be a company to look out for. I forget is Lucid Chinese? Uh I believe they are here in America. Okay. I, I think they I think they're based in LA. Oh. I'm pretty sure. So next Tesla fire, basically. Kind of. They they don't even say that the Tesla is their main competitor. They say the S class is their main competitor. I like that. Yeah. It's a very it's a different take. Yeah. It's a different take. Um so I'm looking forward to this car. I can't wait to see reviews on it. It looks really good. <clears throat> and then I'm sure at some point, years down the line, they will go to lower prices. And well, I would assume so. They would yeah. probably do like a, well, unless they try and keep themselves at the pinnacle, in which case. That is true. You know what I mean? Because then they could do like a sort of Rolls Royce or Maybach sort of thing of the luxury, of the electric Maybe. car world. Maybe. And and at least off of this, um, they technically have the best technology in the EV game right now. Yeah. They have, this is the longest range you can get on a car. Yeah. And. Um, well, I think a large portion of that too is just because it's tuned differently than all of the rest of them too. Like all of the rest of the cars are all tuned for performance. I mean, you're still zero to sixty in two and a half seconds. It can do it if it wants to. And uh, also, um, it's pretty real world. I believe Johnny, when he was testing the car, they did a full full test, and mm-hmm. I believe he got like five hundred seventeen. They got five hundred seventeen wow. on a single single. Uh, I was going to say single tank, but I'm not sure <laughs> what you want to call it. Single battery, I guess, because it's all in the battery. But yeah, 570, 517. So it's pretty. And I'm sure he was, you know, hitting the throttle every once in a while. Yeah. Feeling it. So I'm looking forward to this. Wow. Yeah. Very impressive. Has me excited for the Hummer EV. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not even that excited for it, to be honest. I, I, it's going to be cool, but. 9,000 pounds. That's, that's one thing that's got it's me a like 9,000 pounds, 0 to 60 in three seconds or whatever. I mean, that's just stupid. That's a lot of weight to throw around. Uh, let's talk about a company that we've been liking lately. And we now have another Aston Martin potential with a V12. <sighs> and it was uh, spotted at the Nürburgring. And that is their SUV. <laughs> <laughs> The DBX has been spotted uh, on the Nurburgring with more aggressive aero, and 
sounds like it has a V12. Well, this isn't quite what I was expecting <laughs> when you said Aston Martin with a V12. Um, I don't know why, but I'm actually excited for this. I mean, same. It'll be the... It'll be the first. I mean, it, they'll be beating Ferrari to the punch if they come out with this before the Puro song. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like they would because I mean, this is already being tested, and this is a car that's already out. So yeah, and it would be trim level. The only, I guess, performance SUV with a V12 in it because I think the Rolls Royce Cullinan is a V12 option. Yeah, it's but a, it's not it's a V12. Yeah, but it's, it's a, a boat. Yeah, you're not performance driving that. No. So the um, what's it called? This. DBX with a V12 in it could be freaking sick. It could be cool. This is like the one exemption I have for like performance SUVs. I don't know why, but this just it feels cool. Well, and if it, if they do the suspension well enough to where it's still very still soft, I think and it's they not. Will. It's Aston Martin at the end of the day. I don't think they're gonna make something that's gonna beat you up. Yeah, and the arrow the arrow on it isn't too aggressive either. It Good. doesn't look too crazy. There's not like I don't even think there's like really a wing on it. Kind of. It, it slopes down and then there's a gap. They need to take the trackhawk oh. approach with this. Yeah. They need to take a trackhawk approach. Everybody just needs to like look like if, if, if a company is going to make a performance SUV, just look at the trackhawk and just copy it. Stock suspension, that. big engine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all wheel drive. That's all that that's everything. Oh yeah. Sure, you can have your adjustable dampers to make it a little bit better, but like, don't make it so that the ride beats you up. Like, exactly. I don't want that. I want it's it's an SUV at the end of the day. It's supposed to be comfortable. Yeah. It's not a sports car. I think it, I think this DBX will still be. I don't want to give my kids a, a headache in the back because I stiffened the suspension. Yeah. So. Oh, Anyways, that is uh, that's it for me. That's everything. That's everything. Huh. That was a, quite a lot actually that for this week amount. yeah it's a good amount. i was i was surprised at how much there was um i do know that there was more spy shots as well of the um the, the new bronco raptor there was and if you want me to you can go ahead and say your thoughts on that if um, you have anything in particular i mean i don't have much but i do know i mean it's supposed to be the same i think it's the same turbo six as out of the regular raptor um the f-150 raptor i should say um, I kind of don't want them to call it a Raptor variant, though. Really? Yeah. What do you want them to call it? Well, the original um, rumor was it was going to be called the Bronco Warthog. Yeah. Which, that sounds kind of cool that to does me. Sound cool. It just sounds dope. Raptor, whenever I think of Raptor, I think of a Baja truck. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think of a rock crawler. Well, I mean, they might, they might make it more of a Baja. They yeah. might put more suspension that's more Baja than I I I think it makes sense. I don't know. But I, don't, I mean I'd rather them call it the Warthog. I think that's cooler. Yeah. And and it keeps its own brand. It's not like yeah. gonna be under some sub brand. It's gonna gotcha. stay under the you know what I mean? It'll keep its own branding. So while we were just talking about it, I did look it up because I actually just saw an article on this. Um and that it does look like this is confirmed, by the way. Yeah. Because there's an article just a few days ago that someone who had access to Ford's online network or whatever, um, Ford Bronco Raptor is now officially in their system mm. as a thing. So it is Raptor after all. Bronco Raptor. It looks uh. like that's going to be the official name. Yeah. I mean, uh, to me, it makes sense. They should have the same Warthog. engine. And I think they'll probably, it'll probably be more Baja. Yeah. 
So I would think instance. so. I would think so. I don't know. I feel like they should have went with the Warthog because it would give it its own. It would keep what its if, own branding. What if, they and, put, what if they put the supercharged V8 in it and they, then make that the Warthog? I don't think they will. I don't think they will either. But <laughs> it would be sick. That would be cool. But they would just do the exact same thing that they're doing with the new Raptor and just call it a Raptor R. Bronco Raptor R. Yeah. So, because it it's the same, you know what I mean? Same, if if they're doing this already, yeah. calling it a Raptor, then they would just keep the same thing. Yeah, that's true. Um, but it would be freaking sick. If they even plop a V8 in that car, that would be sick. Yeah. Because if there is a V8 coming, which I've heard there's rumors that there might be because of the 392 Jeep, Mm, yep that would make sense so unless this is what they're planning to use to compete with that 392 jeep just the raptor hmm they might because i think it's it's probably good enough to compete with the 392 although it wouldn't have a v8 yeah no but it would be good enough you know yeah it'd be if they power and stuff but if they really wanted to compete with it they would throw a coyote in there yeah yeah and you then know what you I mean? also have a manual transmission, which the article a couple weeks ago, there was a lot of Broncos being ordered with the manual. Yes, so there how was. How cool would that Except be? they're all four <laughs> cylinders. I know, because they don't offer the manual with the six cylinder. Yeah. But if you have the Coyote, yeah. you already have the manual with the Coyote. The MT-82. You can make that work. Or the Tremec. Or the Tremec. Which, I would rather go with the Tremec. I know. Even in an off-road vehicle. Yeah. Because the MT-82 is just that bad. Coming from, cool. coming from an MT-82 owner. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that could be cool. That could be very cool. So, I don't know. The, 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 the Bronco is a car that definitely has my interest. It's a cool, it's a cool little truck. Yeah. Cool little I, SUV. I just saw one, uh, I think, yesterday. There's, I've seen a few I of them roaming like around. The full Raptor. Or, sorry, Bronco. Full Bronco, yeah. I've seen a few of them Looks roaming good. around lately. Uh, I've seen a couple of them with the, um, with the Sasquatch pack. They look really sick. Yeah, they do. I still think I like the look of the new Defender better, but that's also a different pr- price point. Yeah, it's a different price point and different feel. Yeah. For example, like the first Bron- I think the first Bronco I saw on the road, the guy had the doors off. Yep. He had the soft top and he had to open. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Completely exposed. I yep. Like, yep. You're doing it right. Yes, sir. And this is this is like a month ago, so I think it had to have been like one of the first Broncos in the area. And yep. He was like, yep, taking all everything off immediately. Yep. <laughs> I was like, yep, you're doing it right. Yep. I think I, I think I like the Bronco more than the Jeep right now too, than the Wrangler. Yeah, I, I would. I mean, the Bronco's fresh. It's and, fresh, and it's just it's just overall better product. Yeah, I think it looks cooler. Like generally speaking, yeah. I think the front end is more distinctive. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I shouldn't say more distinctive because that Jeep That's Wrangler true. front Fair. end is iconic. Yeah. But I think the Bronco it just looks, it, and it looks menacing in comparison. Yeah. Like it looks cool. It has yeah. the like aggressive also, I love factor. The and I do. The fender flares are cool. Especially if you get the Sasquatch. Yeah. It's oh, sick. So, I don't know. I like the... I, I'm a big fan of the new Bronco. I think that if they do end up putting a Coyote or something like that into it, they would just sell yeah. massively. And with the manual transmission, that would be so cool. That would be sick. That would be so cool. Chances, they probably wouldn't put a manual in it. But chances are low, but it would just be so cool. It would be. It would be. Weirder things have happened. Yeah, this is true. This is very true. But um, I guess 
of this work. I think we're both feeling really tired. So yep. Um, I think we can end it there. Sounds like a plan. Well, um, if you guys did make it all the way through to this point, uh, we do certainly appreciate it. Be sure to give us a share um, with one of your best friends. Follow us on Instagram and YouTube at the Next Apex Podcast. Uh, if you want to follow Donovan over on Instagram, his at is at Podcast Media. If you want to follow me, I'm at Josh underscore Bayless. And as always, we will see y'all in the next day. Thanks. Thank <laughs> you.